we're back. Look, I am feeling good in this nice little polo well, uh, zip-up jacket. I don't even know if you call it a track jacket, because at this point, everybody is a track star. Uh, Damage Blue, I'm out here trying to meet new people. As you know, people that I am talking to watch the show, so I have I prayed on it, and the good Lord told me, do not talk about the details of the mm-hmm. love that I am trying to that I am trying to um, create over here because people watch this show and don't know how to separate the entertainment from the entertainer. Now, I, be- I believe you out here meeting people because that looked like a name tag at first. I thought that had your Ooh. name on it. Like, hi, hi, I'm Jason. <laughs> I belong to Joaquin. <laughs> listen, listen, trust me. Trust me. If I meet the right one damage, I will let him sign his name right across my heart. And that's on Terrence Trent Darby. Look, let me just tell you. Something happened last night. First of all, it's Pride Month. So happy Pride Month to all the homosexuals out there and all our homosexual allies. I don't know any other way to say it. LGBTQ plus. Homosexual. The, homosexuals, yeah. It's the pride, you know? <laughs> That's so old school. Like, it's so old school. Homosexuals. I just want you what you to supposed to say? Month. We used to say LGBTQ plus. Homos. Homos. No, we just homos. And it's fine. Like, you can't call us a homo if you're not a homo, but we can call each other homos. Now, look, okay. I, a couple things have happened. I was booked, okay? I am booked, busy, and blessed. I got booked to host a gay party last night at the office in L.A. And I've never, I haven't hosted in a long time, but this is my first hosting in my new body. Let me tell you something. The boys was out, and they was all on me. I was I was trying to fight my way through, <laughs> uh, but it was what led up to the party that was so interesting because they called me and they said, do you know any drag queens? Oh. That can that can that can host with you, and I was like, I don't have a lot of drag queens in my phone. The phone, the only drag queen I have was Flame Monroe, but I don't know if Flame mm-hmm. is considered a drag mm-hmm. queen. I think is 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 she considered trans? I'm not sure, but Flame is just Flame, and y'all know mm-hmm. I had this big fight with Flame where I burnt her ass, and she burnt my ass. But you know, I called her and I said, Flame. Bitch, I don't like you, but I got some money for you. And we had a good conversation. It was very brief, and it didn't end up happening, but I did reach out to Flame. And uh, I just wanted to say during Pride Month, I want us all to reach across the aisle and get along with one another, because it's hard out here for a gay pimp. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, okay. What is the where's, message? No, what no, is like this you, messaging? Where's the, where's the pimp cup? Just show me the pimp cup, JC. I feel like yeah. this is what have the most bedazzled pimp cup. Damage, don't play with me. I will have my team run downstairs and get the pimped out Versace cup. I do have one actually, but no, I hosted this party and it was. It, I hosted this party and it was cool to kind of be out there again. And people are slowly came in, coming out. Shout out to Tamar Braxton who came out and everybody that did. But the thing that bothered me the most was all of the motherfuckers that be popping on Instagram and they this, they this, they that. But they all blowing up my phone to get comped to, at the door. Oh, I showed up to support you at your party. Let me tell you how you support me. If Damage has a party or Blue is having a party or I'm having a party, show up and pay your motherfucking coins at the door, bitch. <laughs> Don't hit me up. You know how many of you motherfuckers call me talking about, oh, I'm here. I wasn't looking for you. I was not waiting for you and I was not excited to see you. If you want to support me, show up and pay. That way people want to keep booking me. I can't. Exactly. I get this free these freeloading freaks, you come out to see and support me, but you've never called me. None of you even called me to say, congratulations on your weight loss. But, but you sure did rub me down last night to tell me how my weight looked good. You some nasty ass sucking. I ain't going to tell you what you're sucking, but please let's be a little bit more genuine people. I mean, it's the audacity for me. So Jason, does this mean that, that you're considered trade now? Is that, is that what's happening? When you hit these streets, your fresh meat is that? That's what I heard. I don't know what damage I heard. First of all, first of all, damage. Just hold on, damage. I got this because damage don't know what trade is. Okay, <laughs> damage first doesn't of all, know. First of all, I am not trade. I've had a whole conversation okay. on Bigo about what trade is. Trade is a guy who's gay but can pass as not gay, right? Oh. Or looks like he's not gay. Mm-hmm. That's trade. Mm-hmm. But, but he's fresh. He's, he's fresh meat. Some people say it's the gay bo- it's the boys who do fuck around with gay boys on the low and they're straight and try to live a straight lifestyle. They're trade. Like this guy it's... named K9 from Bigo. He's sleeping with <gasps> twins. He's sleeping with one of the wind twins who's a transsexual. And he came on Bigo to talk about it. And he was he was basically saying that 
you know, he he would suck one of their penises um, if he loves her, but that doesn't make him gay because he would never suck a man's penis. So that's trade. Okay. Okay. Oh, this just took a turn. This well, took look, a turn. It is, it's Pride Month, and I feel like, you know, I need to come up and start learning some of the, the terminology. I actually did an event for Pride this past weekend as well. I'm suit to everybody that was there. And I'm I'm really I'm I'm a very appreciative of this platform because I feel like those kind of promoters, I didn't get those kind of offerings to do those kinds of events before. And it was a dope ass time. So salute to everybody that was there at Eden. And uh, I'm with you, Jason. A lot of people Oh, you were at Eden? You were at Eden? Eden? Oh, that's my OP. Okay, I know that. Okay. Oh, that's cute. That's cute. But, no, but, no. but the gay community actually supports you, Damage, because they see yeah. how, you know, I don't know if you know how you're showing up in the show. You know, to be able to have somebody like you so comfortable with me, and I be saying the craziest, most outlandish shit, but to, but to normalize the relationship between the communities is why pride is here. That's why that's why we have the Pride Week and and we have Pride Weeks all over the world because we want people to see like we're I'm proud to be gay. I'm proud. I know that uh that uh blue is is proud to be pansexual. I didn't even know what the fuck that was last year. You know, we're all <laughs> proud. You know, and honestly our community is so evolving with all these acronyms and even some of the sensitivities around pronouning and this and that that you know, you all have it we need to create a gay dictionary at this point where people no, know No, for real cuz I'm lost. Yeah, the, the biggest thing that I learned was when we did that episode with JBs, a lot of trans um, um, advocates hit me up and said, number one, we never knew Jason was an ally. We love that. Um, but number two, we now say transgender and not transsexual because the, the 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 second one is considered like an old school slur. I didn't even know that. And I was like, oh, okay. It, like, So it's just interesting that you can be in the community and you're still having to learn what the updated word is and what the nuances are. So everybody's learning straight, gay, bi. We all have something to learn because we, we, it's a long alphabet. Yeah. And quite frankly, uh, you know, I, I've been labeled a transphobic. I think most of why I've been labeled transphobic is less about intentionally wanting to disrupt or disrespect the trans community. It was just out of ignorance. You know, my friends used to tell exactly. me, have you, seen Pose? have you seen Pose? I'm like, I ain't watching that. But when I watched Pose, I remember one day laying in bed crying when the boy who was, I think, considered trade, um, when he had uh, proposed to the girl, trans girl, and it was the most angel. Listen, I, I was I was in my bed crying like a little gay boy, you know, like a little gay boy that just figured <laughs> out he was gay. Like, girl, them them some shiny ass shoes look cute over there. You know, I had my own moment, but it, it, you know, I think it's just one of those things where, like, if damage says or does something that that it's offensive, sometimes it's coming out of a lack of knowledge, not ignorance or, you know, intentional yeah. intentionality. So I've been, um, I've been humbled a lot by the, uh, the interaction with the trans community and T.S. Madison and watching Pose and having conversations and JBs, I thought was such a great example for us. And, and even, um, Zaya Wade and, and, and the way yes. and how they handled that entire situation and Michelle Obama using her platform to elevate Zaya. I mean, it's been a really good year for the trans. Now I don't know about Sydney Star on Bad Girls Club, child. I don't know. <laughs> There's somebody problematic in every community. We can't Absolutely. all be angels. You know what I mean? Even the trans community has some problematic folks, and it just happens all the time. Yeah, I still think this is a, just it's, for me. I'm just gonna say I just I'm really appreciative of the platform and everybody that shows the support because it was it was a time, Jason. You asked me, and I had to really think about it. You was like. Just because you do this show with me, that don't make you not homophobic. And I was like, mm. exactly, that's true. That it was deep, and I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to come off that way because I'm not. I, I when I went to boarding school, I had so many people I grew up with that I call brothers that you know transition to be whatever they want to be in their walks of life. That's their personal business, but that doesn't remove the love that I have for them. And I, I love people, so I don't really care either way. But these conversations we've been having, me learning more. I'm just very appreciative, and I'm, I was really happy that I was able to do that event this past Saturday for Pride. So, salute to everybody. Yeah, out there but I mean, think well. about it: foster kid, boarding school, Muslim, single father, immigrant, right? You know, but I'm just saying, there's like mm -hmm. a whole bunch of experiences that yeah. you come to the show with, and that's why I think there's a richness in why you're here, and I think people see that just understanding, like. You know, you can coexist with gay people without being gay or them wanting to sleep with you. You could be friends with That's straight real. people sleeping with them. I literally am sleeping with everybody on Bigo. Anybody who's cute, <laughs> I have slept with them or am sleeping with them. I'm in a thruple and a quadruple. It's it's a mess, you know, but um, 
But Jason, you said something major right there that I still feel like people don't really realize that, that you can be cool with somebody that's gay and it doesn't affect you. I think a lot of people are st- like still trying to get past that threshold. I don't give a fuck. I like can people. We, I'm cool with people. I'm can sure, we just be honest? Thing. Like the gay community is the most picky. Most of y'all are not cute enough for the gays. So this fear that the most stylish <laughs> of the stylish want your crusty butt. You are fine, sir. If if you don't even know how to wipe without getting streaks in your underwear, I promise you that fine ass gay man is not thinking about your musty self. You're okay. And it's so it's always it's always I'll go a step further. Um, I'll go a step further. Um, not only do we not want you, but those of you that you know, the endowment isn't really there. I don't know where you're drawing this confidence from, but you should package that and sell that shit. Cause it's a lot of y'all that be pulling up talking about, oh, I know you want this, but I'm not with that. No, I don't want that. And please go back to the crab infested hole that you came from. Now, I will say though, I will say I am finally getting into a place where I'm meeting some amazing people and I'm not going to talk about them on the show until I can show you a picture of us together wearing matching pajamas. That is when wow. you Wow. That's that's the level. That's the bar. No, no, that's actually a, a real bar. That's a real bar. When you see me and him and a little Pomeranian in front of a fireplace wearing matching Christmas pajamas, only then will you see who I am dating because I am going to protect this relationship like I have my immune system, child. I'm not letting nothing compromise it. But, you know, look, I will say it is Pride Month. Let's all continue to... Um, you know, to evolve and be open-minded and understand that acceptance is different than tolerance, okay? Being accepting is different than tolerating. And speaking of immune systems and the and the complications with it, um, am I the only one that's hearing how this, how uh, depressing this last season of Pose has been? I Somebody told me the other day at my house that mm-hmm. everybody has basically contracted AIDS on the show, which is a, which I love what they're doing and bringing awareness and and, um, and, and, you know, information about it. But it's just a lot, they said. I mean, I haven't watched it all. I want to watch it. But have you watched it all, um, either one of you? I started it, and then I started to see where it was going, and I just didn't think I could I could take it. So I'm saving it to watch on a rainy day when I want to feel sad. Um, but no, I lived through that. Like, I actually remember in the late 80s finding out that my babysitter had gay cancer, because they called it that back then. Um, and that she was never coming back. So I saw AIDS up close and personal in the late 80s and early 90s, very early as a child. So I just can't do it right now. I would be a mess Whoa. if I watched the whole season right now. Damage, have you ever met any, I mean, have you ever known anybody close to you that's contracted AIDS or died of AIDS? Yeah, actually, I had an aunt that worked with a lot of people that had HIV and AIDS when I was growing up. And that's why I learned a lot wow. of... Um, the real facts about how you can contract it and where it comes from. Cause you know, like blue said, they were calling it gay cancer and they had all these, these weird stories of how you could get it, what not to do. So I, I learned very young, you know, how people contract it and how people can survive it too. I have also learned that. So I'm sorry, blue. I'm sorry to hear about your babysitter, but that, that that's heavy. And um, I yeah. think I did have a aunt because I am adopted um, through my adopted mom that I think passed away from that. Yeah, and it I was in, real. My book, in my book, God Must Have Forgotten About Me, I talked about Edwin Fleming, my group home counselor who died of AIDS. I found out at work why he had given me a job at the group home and I found out that he had, he had AIDS and then he, I quit the job, never went back, never called him anymore because it was just too painful and he ended up passing away. I didn't go to the funeral. I really regretted that. But, you know, something's interesting happened over on Bego. There's so many things, you know, people are mad at me over there because I'm shaking it up as I would do, because that's what I do. And um, so now people are like, oh, you lost all that weight. You have AIDS. You have AIDS. And I just feel like, let's be oh, very no. clear. Right? Let's be very clear. Like, outing people's status, uh, uh, shaming people for their compromised immune system, that just ain't tea. That's just being evil. And you better be careful with that karma, because when you do something like that, you know, uh, bad karma does get delivered. Now, don't say, oh, but you're the same person that talked about Roland Ray, the guy in the wheelchair who lit his hair on fire lit herself on fire well that bitch almost cremated herself but she runs around talking shit about people every day so hers being in a seat for her life ain't got nothing to do with what i'm talking about because i'm not shaming a person because he's in a wheelchair i'm 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 talking shit to a person who talks shit for a living so that's very different just want to put it in context but yeah there's this new thing going on beagle and then 
Um, while this was happening, I'll share something with you. I had a, you know, I do, I get my blood work checked every four months mm -hmm. because it's just, I want to stay on top of, I want to live long. And everybody knows before mm -hmm. I lost the weight, I was, I had died, I was pre-diabetic. I had sleep apnea. I had inflammation in my body from the weight, from the weight gain. And I could not lose the weight. I did the surgery, changed up my lifestyle, lost all this weight. And I did, I did the weight loss surgery because I was unhealthy and I wanted to live longer. Remember Q, my friend Q from Worldstar died the day after we had a conversation about him coming on this show. And it was so sudden. I mean, he had a calendar, he had a schedule, he had dreams, he had, he had a new show. I mean, he had all these, and he just died. And I was like, yo, I did not build this and I'm not building my influence to just die. So I'm going to take care of myself. And I decided to do that very drastic. And I think I look great. And I think that I've been um, growing into my new body very well. Well, people, of course, they're coming for me. They said I had AIDS. So let me say this. I did my blood work. Uh, I do my blood work every four months. I did my blood work four months, four months ago. I, I was feeling really sick. I had a really bad stomach flu. I was exa I, I mean, I was just, I was dehydrated. And but but I went there because I thought I had, you know, I'm 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 a hypochondriac. So I thought I was having kidney failure. I thought everything. So they did the blood work. And when the blood work came back, two things were in the blood work that they were concerned about. One, they were concerned about my heart. They said that my cardiac marker, one of my cardiac markers were off. And I'll bring my doctor here so she can kind of talk more about this experience. But so she was like, you know, you're very close to having heart disease or a heart attack or a stroke. So that mm. sent me into like straight panic mode. Then oh my she was like, she was like, there's also bacteria in your system as well. So we didn't know what that was, but my white T cell count was high, which so I knew that was good. But you know, you still don't know. So this is how people find out things because you're gonna keep doing more and more tests. And and I'm saying this as an educational opportunity because I think oftentimes black people, we don't go to doctors or we don't go and take care of ourselves or look into our bodies and our genetics and how all that makeup can affect our lives and the long the long-term life that we wanna have. So I sent it to my cousin and my cousin who's a nurse director, she was like, okay, I'm very concerned with this particular, the cardiac one. You need to start working out. You need to start doing this, that. Have you been drinking? I was like, yeah, well, I did start drinking a little bit more. I haven't been working out. And she was like, no, you need to figure this out. So I went and did my blood work again. This whole time I've been stressed out, but then I had to remember, you got to have faith over fear. You got to have faith over fear. So I started praying really hard, like, Lord, like not on my knees prayer, but you, but damn near on my knees, like praying, like, please, please, please. And um, I just did my blood work. And I'm happy to say that I'm in the best health I've ever been in my life. And everything That's is right. All my, all my are better than they ever have been. And it was a sigh of relief, but I was a little nervous. And I say this. Only you made me nervous with that story. My God. Well, I didn't want to. I thought you were you about to tell us some bad news. I was like holding my breath the whole time you were talking. Yeah, yeah, it's that bated breath for me. No, I wanted to have people on the edge of their seats. No, I'm good. I'm healthy. But you know, it was a scary thing. But you also have to come to terms with mortality, as we all do, because there is going to be a day that we get bad news, and then we're going to go down that path and have to mm -hmm. figure it out. You know. With Masterclass, you get to learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. You can learn how to write for television from Shonda Rhimes or improve your songwriting and producing skills from Alicia Keys or learn independent filmmaking from Spike Lee. With over 100 classes from a range of world-class instructors, that thing you've always wanted to do is closer than you think. I recently checked out my friend Mark Jacobs' class and I was blown away by the depth and knowledge and the quality of the learning experience. Learning how he started his business from the ground up and listening to him talk about the power of network really spoke to me in my own journey to create my business. Because it's not necessary to sit down and consume a full class start to finish, sharing insights from individual lessons or what you were able to learn in 10 minutes is great too. I highly recommend that you check it out. Get unlimited access to every masterclass. And as a Hollywood Unlocked with Jason Lee listener, you get 15% off an annual membership. Go to masterclass.com slash unlock. That's masterclass.com slash unlock for 15% off masterclass. Potentially. Or you fight it and you beat it. I remember um, this this story reminded me uh, when I was back in Philly, we did a, a program with a lot of local artists and DJs, blah, blah, blah. We're talking to the kids about everything from sexual health and, you know, just respecting each other. But one of the guys on the panel, like through the program, admitted that he was like, yeah, and I'm HIV positive. And it shook 
everybody because no one really knew how to react to the situation and it showed how much ignorance was in the room even people that hired him to, to speak didn't like were you know backing away from him or you know didn't want to pass some stuff and it's like we do have to have way more awareness about what's going on with hiv and aids just period you know and i don't want to connect it to to pride month but just in general because it's so disrespectful to treat somebody like now they're the scum of the earth because they have this disease it's not cool and like everybody was fine with him i just watched how everybody demeanor changed around him a little bit and they were just ignorant they didn't know what to do they didn't know if they could touch him they didn't know if it was cool to stand next to him even though for the first two days we were all sitting next to him we were all slapping his back and everything but just that quickly when he when he let that bomb go and he did it on purpose for a reason and he had that in his speech but it just showed me how ignorant people are to these things that affect our community every day so yeah and look at you know this is why i i like i liked uh um what's the guy billy porter but i really love billy porter now for him to come out and open that he's living with hiv and to right. really his platform that he's built to really amplify um what the image of that is and 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 him surviving or him you know working and living with it not dying from it i think put it in perspective for people too so shout out to billy porter using this platform, you know, tying the whole bow on this thing where it does come down to Pride Month. This is a chance for all of us to continue to keep our community safer. So we should be looking at ways where we can, you know, use the safest sex possible, but also get tested. And and also remember that HIV is not a gay person's disease. I, I want to say exactly. that as well because it's affecting a lot yeah. of great people as well. Yeah, I just wanted to say that the it's okay to mention it during Pride Month, even though it's not a gay person's disease, and we don't ever want to conflate those two, because there is a history of HIV being used to weaponize against the gay community. So that's mm -hmm. where it ties into the community. It's not that, oh, it's a gay disease. It's more so the same way marijuana was weaponized against the black community, HIV and AIDS was used to completely take away the, the, the rights of gay men in particular back in the 80s and 90s. I mean, I think it's still in the books that certain gay men in certain states can't even donate blood because they mm. were considered dirty based on well, the stigma well, remember, of HIV. Remember, so. remember Andy Cohen, you know, raised hell mm -hmm. when he wanted to donate blood and they said that he couldn't because he was gay. <laughs> like, that's just... I mean, it's just crazy. And I yeah. think that's why what I do love about how I'm using the platform now, Hollywood Unlocked, to really promoting what's happening in my community more so than I ever did before is because honestly, like when people get exposed to ignorance and bigotry, it, it strikes something in them either to show that they are too a bigot or that they can empathize with the people who are being a victim, victim of it. And, and then, and then come to, uh, uh, not to our rescue, but to our, our side as a partner. <clears throat> so that's why I bring that up. Um, let me talk about something really quick because I got this Polo on. Um, Polo G, he's a rapper that I've never heard of, and there's no oh. shade there. I just, I just, there's no shade, Damage. You're in the world of wow. the ones and twos. <laughs> you're in the ones and twos, Damage. You know the music. You supposed to you know. I don't know. But because I'm in the news of T, I do know who Polo G is now. He was just arrested after an album release party. And his mother is calling out the Miami Police Department saying that they're being racist. Now, over the weekend, this rapper named Polo G from Chicago was arrested on multiple charges in Miami after celebrating the release of his new album. The album is called Hall of Fame. And so police are saying that they pulled over the 22-year-old rapper, his minor brother, and his baby mama, and the chauffeur for an unspecific traffic infraction. Now, this is crazy because you already know, police always say there was a minor traffic violation, and, and then it escalates to this crazy situation. Mm -hmm. So now... During the stop, the police say that Polo allegedly wrestled a cop and beat him, striking their head multiple times. And so Polo was hit with five charges of battery on a police officer, threatening a public servant, uh, resisting an officer with violence, resisting an officer without violence, and criminal mischief. Wait a minute. So uh, allegedly a, a black man beat up the cops and he's not a dead. And we're supposed to believe die. that. We're supposed to believe okay. that he beat up a bunch of cops and he's alive. Well, listen, we don't have a video of the pullover just yet. I'm sure those will come out. But his mother, Stacia Mack, uh, believes her son was, uh, was was stopped for driving while black. And maybe she went off and this is what she had to say. Hello, Do you see this? Do you see this? Do you see this? It's ridiculous. So they won't let me talk to my, they won't let me speak to my sons. Not only will they not let me speak to Polo, they won't let me speak to, 
Victorian who is a minor who's 16 years old. And when we walked up, they told us in Miami that we would uh, we would be arrested if I asked what was going on with my minor son or any of my children. They were not driving. They have a driver. We're leaving his album release park. The car is stopped. And when the car gets stopped, they drag my children out of the car. They're calling me on FaceTime. And can you imagine as a mother how powerless you feel when the people who are tasked with their safety are the very aggressors who would literally easily take my children's life? Yeah, so that's life as a black person in America. Damage, what do you think? Rap police. Um, yeah, so here's the thing that I think is a little bit suspect. Well, first of all, his mother, my heart goes out to her. She's beautiful. I didn't realize she was so young. She's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. But one of the things that I thought was interesting was somewhere along this, Polo made allegations that he believes that the police were following him or admitted to following him the second he got off the jet. So he's saying that the minute he landed in Miami, they were already following him around looking for a reason. And we know that the police have a history sometimes of targeting rappers that are in certain areas. So this all just seems really suspect. Even the story they're trying to tell us that he just happened to beat up a bunch of cops in Florida and is living to tell the tale. I, I smell something is off and I can't wait for more footage to come out. Something is very off with the story. Yeah, you, you said it right. It's rap police and it's serious. You got to understand these, these dudes... A lot and, and, and hip hop today, a lot of these dudes are really living what they rap. So these cops mm-hmm. they look at it as a jackpot. Okay, we know when he's gonna land. We follow him around. We're gonna bust him on drugs, guns, and honestly, Jason, like ninety percent of the time they get him. And look, even in the case where he don't have guns, drugs, he's in a car with a minor, with a driver. They're gonna say, "Oh, he attacked us." So all the rappers out there, aspiring rappers, y'all really got to keep your eyes open. Know who you got around you. Know what you got in your car. Know what your friend got in their car because these police not playing. They are hunting y'all down and they will try to lock y'all up. It's a real thing. This is, it's so sad because Polo G, this is his first run in. But if you ask rappers like Lil Wayne, you know, that oh, yeah. been locked. Yeah, that, that they raided his tour bus for no reason and found the gun that wasn't even like, this is what they do to all the artists. And Rolling Loud's coming up in Miami. All y'all artists better come correct. I'm telling y'all because they looking to lock you up one by one. What I'd love to see is people like Rolling Loud that's making millions and millions of dollars start donating it to some of these causes that are uh, combating, you know, these type of situations. I think there's so many people uh, profiting off of the community. I mean, I think the owner of Rolling Out is white. I think it's a white man. You know, there's so many really? white people that, yeah, I think the white, I think he's white. I believe he's white. They, yeah, they, are, they are profiting off of black people in our in our culture but then when it t- when it comes time to show up where are you Iggy Azalea where are you people uh who are benefiting from us you know I just I don't know there's just so much going on and then just like in the NBA I think there's a there's a training camp for like rookies that put them through situations they're going to encounter as new basketball players with the baby with the you know the the women the fans the, the groupies all that there needs to be some type of something that these labels put these artists through where they can go through what like for preparedness because some of these celebrities these young people that are coming right out the hood they've never been famous fame i i'm not famous but i'm recognizable now to where i'm recognized everywhere i go in every country that i go not to the extent of what some of these rappers and people who have lifestyles that people idolize, right? I don't think people are idolizing my lifestyle. They just know me from being all over the internet. But I, I can only imagine if I was getting this type of notoriety right along and then I started buying into it and start doing more things to get more notoriety for it to only backfire on me. I'm not saying that's what happened in this situation. I just do, I do believe, though, there needs to be some preparedness because this could cause him to spiral, you know, and to 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 really start you know, I don't know, being afraid and being reactionary to certain situations he's going to find himself in with people as he gets even bigger. Real quick, though, the sick part is the labels can somehow benefit from this. You know, now when artists go get locked up or if they get shot at or sometimes even die, now that we're in a streaming era, all the streams go up. So at the same time, it's like, do you prepare the artist? Because the more he's doing this, the more the album sell. You know, we've seen it with we, you know, we've seen it with Boosie, but from there, it grew to when people get locked up, it's this amazing support for the artist. Now it's going to be free Polo G or whoever gets locked up. So it's a nasty, like, it's a nasty ecosystem that's in the industry. And I think the artists themselves have to band together and protect each other because honestly, the label makes money either way. They're not really encouraged to 
help you out. Well, I can tell you who else is benefiting from uh, Wild Recklessness, and that's Trey Songs. You know, Trey, I'm going to just preface this by saying that Blue made me bring this topic up. So go to her Instagram. No, no I didn't. <laughs> I, I ain't want to talk about it. But, you know, apparently now somebody's exposing Trey Songs for hooking up with them, an OnlyFans creator. We all know that, you know, Trey went viral. Uh, spitting in the girls' mouths and all that, and everybody wants to see what triggers Trey triggers pistol looks like, and you know what I mean. So Trey Songs was recently exposed for hooking up with this OnlyFans model named Diamond Washington, aka Dime Racks. Hmm. <laughs> 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 Trey, I'm not gonna shame nobody. I'm not gonna shame nobody because get your money, and if your brand name is Dime Racks, I'm sure your racks are great. Okay, Dime Racks took to her Snapchat with the couple post showing her holding hands with Trey during an outing and then making her way back into the same bed. Now here's a video that was posted. Take a look. Oh, wow. Huh. Okay. <laughs> well, after the video went viral, Trey posted a video of him yawning with Shaggy's It Wasn't Me in the clip. Um, by the way, I just met Shaggy last weekend for the first time. He still looks great. Of course this you did. Of led, course you did. He was at dinner. This then led Dime to call him out in a text for trying to play her. And so Trey said he was just making light of the situation she put him in after she first exposed him. Now, this is the photos. We got the receipts. Okay. This is him posting what he posted with the sound. And then she posted the text. Okay. So what do you guys think about this? I mean... Do I know the clout chase is real, but people, do we need to know who you're sleeping with? Like, that's what I be wanting to know, Jason. What do they get out of it? Like, at this point, like, if she was to tell me, like, if I met her on the street, she's like, I had sex with Trey Songs, I would believe her. She don't have to show me a picture of it. Like, I would believe you. I think that I believe it. I used to be attracted to Trey Songs before the pandemic. I don't know what happened during quarantine if. Just the solitary confinement made him come undone, but he is now officially for the streets, like for real, for yeah. like a woman, lady of the night. And it's not in a cute way either. Like, I don't even know how he has enough energy to spit in anybody's mouth. He's run through a little bit. Like, you guys think that only men can judge you from being a hoe? He's taking it too far. It's not sexy, no, Papa. Like, everybody's had a turn. You're a doorknob. Well, I mean, Trey's, Trey's, Trey's always allegedly been a whore, but I would say, but now I can see it. I would still let him spit in my mouth. Like, let's just keep it 1,000. He's still Trey Songs. If you see the dick he's working with, bitch, you will change up your fucking tune. I've okay. seen it, but it's, 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 well, it no, belongs to everybody. To it's it's a party to, sub. No, you need to see it with a ring light. Okay, you need to see it oh. with proper lighting. Um, you need to, it, once it has a bath and it's ready to go, it's had some rest, you'll be fine. Jason, have you, baby, have you, have you babysat his penis? How do you know all this? I haven't seen no, my own dick I, in a no, ring light. No, I haven't babysat his penis, but I've rocked that bitch to sleep if I got a chance. Now, look, let me tell you, I saw his dick. I told y'all on the show, see, nobody listens wow. to me. I told y'all on the show, the porn star, what's the porn star's name? Well, Tiana Trump showed me his dick in a video oh. and, so, and so i've already seen it and you know he's okay but look i'm not gonna slut shame trey songs okay because see slut shaming can't just i be will those two hold on but see we gotta stop stop slut shaming people <laughs> ah, if, if, right. if, we about amber, if we were talking about amber rose they'd be like oh he's always attacking women he's always this and that okay but the minute trey songs spit in a bitch's mouth Oh, he's a whore. He's trash. His dick is no. Good. It's not the it's spin. He's just for the streets. He's for the streets. We're it's all for the streets. We're all <laughs> the, man, the, man that, the man that you was in love with on your birthday slept with your friend. That nigga was for the streets. You are a street sweeper, Blue. Jason. So is about, hold on, hold on. When you talk about being for the streets, you are a street sweeper. You will, you will take your position in this conversation, and you will not anymore. No, no, I've recovered. I have not done that in months, two, four mm -hmm. months of not yeah. doing anything like that. But no, Trey songs. I just, okay, okay, I like, okay, I like the. Okay. Okay, so for two months you haven't done any dirt, and all of a sudden you're the yeah. fucking Olivia Pope of the streets. If you yes, fuck up. If you know, it's, it's, it is the audacity. I am saved. I'm saved. And the, and the yeah, and you know what? I'm gonna save myself for trade the next time he want to spit in somebody's mouth. And the thing, take about a number. Fluidity, take a number. Sexual, sexual fluidity should be supported and celebrated. It is Pride Month. Take pride in being a whore. You sign up to OnlyFans. 
to show only your fans your pussy and who you were giving it to. You did not sign up for OnlyFans to show Trey's fans who you sleeping with. See, that's the problem. People out here don't understand privacy. The nigga that I fucked on Bigo, what did he do? Went on Bigo, did a whole interview talking about how he secretly recorded me fucking him. If you secretly record me fucking you, all you hear, all you hear is some really dirty ass talk and maybe me choking you in a friendly manner. But that's great sex. You supposed Wait. to want that. Why go tell? Why? Why? How do you choke somebody in a friendly manner? Choke them. You, you can do that. <laughs> no, no. If it's if it's friendly, it's not fun. So I disagree. I disagree. Look at damage. Look at damage. It's not friendly when it's done right. Y'all be thinking damage is in this and over. He didn't choke some hoes out. Look, I ain't no, but it's you. not friendly though. It's not friendly choke. It's an aggressive choke. I just want to put that I out there. You to, I ain't gonna tell you the one that slept with him and the former co-host whose job he took, who was stalking both of them. But that's not my tea to spill. Look, you, you, <laughs> what? Okay, what look, happened? let's keep going. I'm sorry, I got I got beside myself. He's talking about you, Jason. <laughs> oh my god, that's no, hilarious. Talking, no, not me. No, you're talking oh, about no, damage. Girl. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, he damaged that. What I'm talking about. Look. So, um, so here's my point. Dime now, the OnlyFans girl, she uploaded an apology. Look. I'm doing this video because I want to publicly apologize to Trey. Um, I never really meant for anything to like go to the extreme. I never posted it to Facebook. Somebody took it to Facebook and that's how it blew up. And I post things on my snap all the time with different celebrities. I don't understand how the situation with Trey got there, but I want to. Once again, I apologize to Trey. Trey only. That's my friend. Nothing more, nothing less. None of that. All right? Trey, I apologize. I put it out there publicly, and I apologize publicly. I apologize. And you, Trey, went to the. That's your island sister right there. Look, the accent changed about three times. I was trying to figure out which island it was. It was Haitian, then it was Trinidadian. I don't know what that was. Trey went to the hood and dropped the bag off for that apology because you know when people when that happens, you know we saw that when um, we saw that when uh, Raz B said that Chris Stokes didn't touch him, but we knew that was because he was allegedly um, threatened or whatever. So I'm sure that happened here in this situation. But didn't she look like JB's a little bit? She actually, yeah, she actually kind of did. I, is she an island girl though? Was this in Florida? Where was this? Because she sounded she's very. Island. She's definitely one of us. She's definitely a cousin of some sort. Uh, I never um, it was a very sassy apology, by the way. She was like, I'm sorry, okay? Damn it, I'm sorry. Country, I don't know what country she transitioned to, but let's transition on to another story, okay? Now, um, Kim Kardashian is admitting that she was jealous of something. She was jealous of Chloe and Tristan Thompson's relationship. Now, I, before I even get into this, because before I even get into this, I don't know how someone who's in a failing relationship is jealous of somebody else in a failing relationship, but but we're gonna figure it out. So during the series finale of their nearly 15 long show, year long show, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, Kim opened up to her mother, Kris Jenner, about what she and Kanye West were missing in their marriage. She reflected on her raising her children with Kanye, moving from state to state. But after recently turning 40 years old, she realized, quote, no, I don't want a husband that lives in a completely different state. To me, I only thought, oh, my God, that's when we're getting along the best. But then that is sad to me, and that's not what I want. So she went on to explain what she wants from her next husband, which is so crazy to me that she's even that she's even thinking about another husband. Maybe you're just going to, maybe you're going to be, oh, you know, another husband. Oh, you, you know, you know, she already got well, one coming. She's saying that she wants this next husband to, to share similar interest goals and being blissfully in love. And uh, she says that she just remembers being like a third wheel uh, and working out with her sister, Chloe and her then boo or her boo, Trista Thompson during quarantine. I don't know. She just said that she was envious of their relationship. I, to me, it's all just sick. I feel like there needs to be a big reset button for the whole family. Just reset everything. <laughs> no, I can see that. I can see. First of all, her uh, Kim's Kanye wasn't even there, so anything Tristan was doing was romantic to to her. She could have did it. You know what I mean? Could have did anything. The bar was set very low. However, it's very laughable, and I would still be laughing right now. And I didn't want to annoy our audience. Kim saying she was envious of Tristan and Chloe. That's comedy, yo. That's comedy. That's well, I I, I saw the clip and she said that the fact that they wake up 
at six o'clock every morning and work out together, she envies the intimacy of a couple having things that they do together to get their day started. And then whenever mm-hmm. she would join them, she'd be the third wheel doing sit-ups while they're kissing with every sit-up. And she's just kind of sitting up to the air alone. You know what I mean? So that is kind of sad. Um, I but I do I do agree that if Tristan Tom- Thomas is making you jealous, then you probably are in a bad place and might want to find a personal trainer to train with instead or a therapist to discuss why you're working out with Chloe and Tristan to begin with. Like, this whole family needs to go off the air. I'm done. Well, I mean, so Kim, Kim, are you envious of going to take paternity tests? <gasps> are you envy? Are you envious of having to write, um, you know, these really broad posts that inspire women, but really it's your way of narcissistically ignoring the fact that those messages apply to you? I don't know what you're envious of. Um, I think that you all live in a bubble that is conflicted time after time again. I hope that somebody pops your bubble so you can see what the world really thinks of these situations. Um, the fact that you are envious of a black man who has been proven time and time again and alleged to have time and time again, in my opinion, to be the antithesis of what a black man should look like in the media. And the fact that you keep elevating that image, to me, it's almost like you're counterproductive to, to highlighting and champion what real black men should look like. But again, that's just my one opinion. I could be me. I could be, I could be wrong. But I don't You know what's so crazy? There. No, I was just going to say it's so crazy. We did a whole episode where we talked about the birthday messages that the whole Kardashian family sent to Kanye and how it was this whole spectacle. And they were all cussing out. Chloe was cussing out people in the comment section saying, that's my brother for life. The next day, he unfollowed all of them. So done. it's... <laughs> Like he was so, I'm just so embarrassed. You know, at you this know point, why? I'm embarrassed you know for the Kardashians. No, no, you know why? It's embarrassing. Kanye, let me tell you why. Because Kanye knows how they manipulate the media, and they know he knows mm-hmm. how they manipulate social media. Okay, and so Kanye unfollowing them all is him saying, "I'm I'm unplugging from the bullshit. Don't use my name as a prop. Don't use me in your stupid posts. Don't try to make everything look okay. This is why I left your ass." Didn't Kanye file? Did Kanye? Oh, Kim filed. Uh, yeah, but he probably t- he probably sent her some type of, you know, letter on an off-white notepad that said he was going to be leaving her. Either way, I, I he, he claims that he claims that he let her file for divorce because he felt bad for her. But maybe he did. But again, she beat him to the punch with the media. They know how to use the media and exacerbate what's already out there for their own good. So I'm just saying to you that, that I think Kanye is not in a fight with the Kardashians. He's in a fight with the media. He's trying to keep up, for the lack of better words, with the media, not with the Kardashians. And, now, another Kardashian and, Jenner who's in the news is uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Now, she's saying that our friend Jimmy Kimmel, not that he's our friend, but he's a nice guy, that he's transphobic because he called her Trump in a wig. Now, Jimmy Kimmel, who's a late-night talk show host, a lot of people love Jimmy Kimmel. I've had the privilege of meeting him several times. He's a nice person. Um, he lasted... Uh, Caitlyn Jenner and her similarities to Donald Trump uh, because, you know, Caitlyn's now running to be the next governor here in California. None of us want you, Caitlyn, by the way. Um, And so now, now Caitlyn is calling Jimmy transphobic. So following Caitlyn's recent appearance on The View, where she went to go talk to Whoopi Goldberg about and all of them about, you know, why she was running to, uh, to be our next governor here. Jimmy got on his show and referred to her as quote, Caitlyn Jenner crap, Carcrashian and declared the interview was quote nonsense. And so while sharing side by side photos of Caitlyn and Trump, Jimmy asked, "Are we sure that isn't Donald Trump in a Caitlyn Jenner wig?" Hmm. And then he said, "Wait, let me finish the rest of the quote." And he also said, "Because I mean, look at this. The resemblance is uncanny. They've got all the same kind of moves." Now, I don't look at that as being transphobic. I and this is the crazy part. And this is where I'm going to get labeled something. So let me get ready. The gay community, the gay community, y'all motherfuckers got to stop using these phobia things as a way of putting a veil over your bullshit. Now, there are real times where we do, where things happen, where people are transphobic or whatever. But if that motherfucker looked at Caitlyn and saw Trump based on politics and messaging, then that's what he saw. And it doesn't mean he saw you with a dick. By the way, the last time I checked, you still got it. 
So look, I'm sick and tired of everybody coming out and saying, oh my God, that was transphobic. Oh my God, that was anti-gay. Oh my God, that was anti-lesbian. Nah, nigga, we see you. You are a wolf in sheep's clothing. So you and your badass cracked up lips go right back over to Malibu and find you some blistex, bitch, because we ain't letting you run this motherfucking state. How about that? Now, now I do have a quick question, Jay. I don't think it's transphobic either, nor am I the person that, to say if it is, it ain't. But if Caitlyn Jenner was somebody we liked and that same insult happened, would that be considered transphobic? Is it because some people, you know, the stuff Caitlyn's running around saying is a little on the side where people are not really agreeing with her? Um, I think that anytime that you say or do something that anybody likes or extremely loves, there will always be critics that have an opinion. But, but in particular, this use of, you know, it being transphobic, you know, I don't. I didn't see anybody saying uh, the only reason Laverne Cox got the new job at E on the carpet was because she's uh, she's a black trans. Or I mean, it just it, these opinions can come from anywhere, right? I think that you look at you look at Trump and you look at his policies and you look at his tactics and you look at how he led the country. You look at uh, Caitlyn Jenner as a person transitioning, voted for Trump and his policies. Uh, that led us to where we were the last four years. And now you look at him trying to bring that to a state that has been blue forever. Girl, you are you you are the biggest clown. And I ain't talking about the way you dress up. Just because you dress up in wigs and makeup and all that is not why I'm calling you a clown. See how you could have switched that? I'm calling you a mm -hmm. clown because of what's coming out of your mouth. And, I, and, and I'm going to get away with I'm it because I'm gay. But, but Damage could never have said it because he'd be being transphobic. It's just a real observation. I, I think for me, it's 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 a little bit more complicated. I see it in two ways. Do I think that Jimmy Fallon is, is transphobic? No, but I do think it was a very poor choice of words only because when there's a stigma against anybody, there are certain words and analogies that don't hit when you say it to another group, but that is very specifically offensive when you say it to that group. So if you said a, a, an Asian person was eating watermelon, it wouldn't mean anything. You talk about me eating watermelon, suddenly that benign term has a very different connotation because it is already considered an attack to my community. So I don't think Jimmy Fallon was being transphobic, but it was tone deaf knowing that the trans community is very sensitive about being misgendered and being compared to a gender that they don't believe to be to compare her to a man in a wig. So I think okay. the point that he was trying to make, he could have made it differently without using that terminology. It was a, it was a poor choice of words, well, but I don't think it's transphobic. Listen, listen, listen. Who gets to be the evaluator of which, which words are bad choices, right? Like everybody's entitled to be offended. I can't wait until the pendulum swings past this sensitive bullshit that we're in now. Cancel culture, I can't wait until you get canceled because everything's getting canceled. When can we cancel cancel culture, okay? Because here's the reality. If I'm in my house and Johnny comes downstairs to get his lunch and, you know, he's not black, so he's eating vegan or he's eating healthy or whatever. He's in shape, okay? But he sees me eating Chick-fil-A and he says to me, hey, Jason, you of all people shouldn't be eating chicken. Am, am I going to think and assume that's because I'm black? Maybe it's because I just lost weight and he wants me to be healthy. Maybe it's because he's encouraging me to stay uh, on track with my fitness, my fitness lifestyle and stay true to what I'm saying about not eating fried foods. Uh, you know, everything isn't racism. Everything isn't transphobia. I, I want us to get to a point where I can say some shit that's offensive, you know, to Johnny, and he can say some shit that's offensive to me. If he's over there and has water, and I throw him a, a a roll of paper towels. Is it wrong because he's Puerto Rican? Jason, you want to get back to the time when we can insult each other in peace. That's what you want. Yeah, but insulting oh, somebody just, in your I'm home and insulting game. somebody with a platform is different, though. One, one has a platform. Johnny, so when you have a platform, at, it comes Johnny's with a responsibility. Johnny's at work, okay? This is not just my home. This is my this is my But he's not in front of millions of viewers though. That's where the conversation gets Puerto a little Rican. skewed is if I throw paper towels at him right now so he can wipe up something on his desk in front of these thousands of people, does that mean I did it because he's Puerto Rican? Like if I throw it like that, oh Trump did that too. Look, Jason's racist. Why? No, because we live in a place now where if I throw it and I say to him, hey, catch us like your people did. Now that you can say, oh, that right there, that's a direct connection. That's what I'm trying to get to. My point and is- And to them, the wig is a direct wait, connection. Wait, 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 let me land this plane. My point is, 
I can't wait until we cancel cancel culture because we live in an overly sensitive society right now where everything is cancelable. Like, I just don't think it's fair. And I think that's why this show and me are thriving in it all because I can wade through the bullshit and I could just say, hey, I'm going to deliver what I think and feel however, however I think and feel, regardless of who it pisses off or offends. But, I, but it's not with the intention to be racist or transphobic or whatever. It's just honest. And take it how you want mm. it. Like, everybody's not going to subscribe to it. And every, it's not always digestible, but it is at least honest. Did you sign up for a bunch of subscription services in quarantine? But now that you're heading back into the world, you and your family no longer need all those apps and streaming video services? Truebill is the smartest way to manage your finances. It's an easy-to-use app where you can review your recurring charges in one place. You can cancel subscriptions directly through that app and a variety of tools to help customers improve their finances. On the app, you can create a monthly budget and expenses, track, evaluate savings goals. You can also have automatic savings that you choose how much to put away weekly. Get push notifications when you are getting close to going over your budget or when your cash is running low to easily identify fraudulent activity. People think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions but they actually spend closer to $200 a month. Truebill has saved its users more than $50 million, and they have over 1 million users. Read their rave reviews at Truebill.com. The average person saves $720 per year with Truebill. Get started today at Truebill.com unlock. Take control of your finances and start saving at Truebill.com unlock. That's Truebill.com unlock. I always ask the question because I, I don't know. But if we, if Jimmy Kimmel was a person that we didn't particularly like, and Caitlyn was, would it be looked at a different way? And that's how I try to be objective no, about the situation. I don't, I don't think it would be. Okay. I honestly, here's the thing. I don't. I think there's a huge difference between canceling somebody and holding them accountable. I don't think he was canceled at all. I think they just pointed out something that he didn't see as a blind spot. And we, I think, what's equally as damaging as cancel culture is folks who think because of cancel culture, nobody can ever be held accountable. I think the sweet spot in the middle is where the truth is. Because you can hold somebody accountable without canceling them. And there's value in that. So I just think they held him accountable. Next time he'll choose better words. Okay, well, listen. I don't know if there's any other better words than this, but Gary Owens went on the Wendy Williams show. Oh, no. <laughs> Wendy shot her shot at him to go out. And apparently, I guess the update is they did go out on a date. And so Gary Owens is a strange wife. She's not happy. And she is... Um, responded so he went on the show with wendy and and when wendy shot her shot at him kenya duke blasted him on social media after he went on this date with wendy and and after their exchange and this is what she said she said you looked great they prepped you well and i'm very happy for the movie you're promoting however i was shocked you spent most of your time talking about me the divorce and our son and daughter if the streets are that good to you, then why waste that opportunity and not talk about the upcoming projects, club dates, what you are learning in these streets and maybe finding out what the host likes to do. She was obviously interested. You were sent to do damage control regarding being a deadbeat. You clearly want my attention. And she, baby, she had it mm. for him. So what do you guys think? Do you think it was uh, an, a tactic for him to kind of control the narrative? Because we were just talking about them on this show and then all of a sudden he was on Wendy. Honestly, and I can't believe I'm saying this, I think I'm I'm inviting Gary back to the barbecue. Last time that we talked, we talked the day before the Wendy Williams interview. And so I went down on him about the breadwinner shirt and all types of stuff. And when I watched that interview, the way that he answered those questions put me back on his side. And I actually disagree with, uh, is it Kenya or Kendra? I disagree with her. He actually did his best to avoid the questions that Wendy was asking and literally said, I will never speak ill of my, my wife in the media ever. I love her. And our kids are adults, so how am I a deadbeat? They're adults who can pay their own bills. And what I also saw was Wendy Williams was hitting on him so hard, it was a little heavy-handed. This is why I don't shoot my shot. <laughs> it, was, it, it was really uncomfortable to watch. I even went in the Hollywood Unlocked DMs, was like, guys, Wendy Williams is hitting on Gary Owens. I'm very uncomfortable. So, yeah, I, if I was ever considering shooting my shot, watching Wendy do it, I never will. That was not fun to watch. It was cringe. I think I think we need, need to do a mental health check on his ex-wife, man. Um, yeah, anytime I see okay. somebody react on social media after something happens, there's a bigger problem. Not saying she might not be justified in what she's saying. I don't know the real story. But I know a grown woman 
that has grown children that have been married for 20 plus years that's on social media every time their ex-husband's doing something either one any therapy or two he did something really messed up and she just hasn't said it yet but i don't know what it is like if it was me i get the the initial first reactions and her talking about him whatever i give you a pass on that but now at this point it's like is everything okay over there like somebody needs to go check on her it's too much play by play from her Damage, he says there's a plot, there's a plot to us coming. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm away in. Sorry. I heard what both y'all had to say. Let me say this. I'm going to call bullshit, okay? This is what happens when you try to control your narrative and using and partnering with the media to do it. I think that he has a movie out, and I think he used the right platform to get to black women, which are most of the people who follow the Wendy Williams show, to say exactly what he wanted them to think. And I think that because she's his wife and because she's not a public figure, her voice is already expected to be silent. Women's voices are expected to be silent anyway, let alone a woman who's married to somebody who's, quote, famous. By the way, I don't really know Gary Owens that well. I mean, I see his stuff online, but I've never watched anything that he's in. And I have to say one more thing. And Blue, I don't know if you said this in jest, but I want to say, because I read all the comments from that last show when we talked about this. I think we should be careful inviting white people to the cookout anyway because when they come and and take the recipe to our 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 barbecue sauce we go and we (laughs) rant on social media because you invited them to the cookout so now you mad that they came and found out to take your barbecue sauce no let me finish let me finish finish. because every day we keep saying we're america's hot sauce we're america's barbecue sauce well then y'all niggas need to stop inviting them to the cookout because when they take your shit and sell your chicken better than you Stop calling me at Hollywood Unlocked to help you because, no, we're closed for business. The last thing to Kenya, if you want a fair place to come and tell your side of the story, come right on over here to Hollywood Unlocked because, baby, I want to know all the details, including whether or not Gary Owens has a dick big enough to even stand in the line at the cookout that I'd be throwing in your honor. Jason, again, Gary and John B., Please don't be triggered by me saying his name. Gary and John B are the only white people that I've ever invited to the barbecue. And I will say this, Gary told Wendy, there's a plot twist that he legally can't reveal yet that's going to make everybody look at this case differently. So now I'm going to wait to see what that plot twist is before having an opinion, because I'm curious. Diversion tactic, diversion tactic. We don't even know that that's it's real. Working. He could throw, throw out, it. yeah, it's not working for me. Gary, sorry, sis, don't see it for you. You know, the other you thing- know You, you know, know something, Jason. You know something. The Tell other us. thing, no, but but him and what's the other white boy's name? Michael Rappaport. I see what you're. No, doing. no, no. We, we don't like Michael Rappaport. Rappaport. Let, me you, let me tell you something about Michael Rappaport because I met no, you. No, we don't like him. And I got your number, and we were texting and all about you coming on the show, and you never want to come on our show. You tell us all the time that you are not allowed to do a show and this and this and this and that, but you steadily sending us your text message every single day. You putting it in our DMs because you want us to use our platforms to gaslight black people like you're one of us. No, you're not one of us. I don't care how many times you send me a DM. I don't care how many times you sound off to go viral on your Instagram page. You're not black. You've never been black. You don't know what the experience is like to be black. So don't speak on our shit. The same thing with Sean King. You blocked Hollywood a lot because I was calling your white ass out on your birth certificate where your brother said you was white. You making all that money on black people, dead black people. I don't know what you're doing with your stuff. But here's the deal. Nah, ain't no cookout. Matter of fact, COVID is still here and we can't we can't do it socially distanced. Cookout is canceled. Shway, Sean King, <laughs> Talcum X. Talcum X is not black. Girl, you better go Google as your friend. Allegedly, his brother. No, said, it's alleged. It's nah, alleged. Okay, I thought you had. Nah, it's on his birth behind. certificate. His birth certificate says nah, that he is white. Do you not do your happened. research? Jason, okay, y'all, you, y'all, you, y'all, did Jason. you know something happened. I'm not right, taking up for right, uh, Sean King. Right. But I'm I didn't saying know I came to the. Something. I didn't know I came to the excuses for white people show today. I thought this was Hollywood Unlocked. My bad. Sorry. Okay, well, look. Um, How many more minutes do we have? Because I want to go find some white people to invite to the cookout. Jane Fonda. Really? <laughs> At this point, the only person I want to invite is Betty White because she's. The yeah, see, she, she. Yes, we can agree on that. Okay. Well, why don't we do this? Damaged Blue, why don't we just say we're going to leave for the rest of the day and go compile our list of white people we'd like to invite to the motherfucking cookout? We're only I'm inviting waiting. Betty White. That's it. Everybody else can go home. Just Betty White. No, you got two, Blue. Jason got one. I got no, no, no. My two, my two were denied. John B's going to get beat up by Jason, and we're still on the fence about Gary Owens. So I renege. I'm a reneger. My two, the I'm fact, just going to stick with Betty, fact, <laughs> Betty White. The fact that, 
the, th the fact that three amazingly beautiful black people are sorting tickets for white people to the cookout shows the problem with our culture. And on that note, you I'm not started kidding. it, Jason. You, you systemic oppression. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> All right, look, that was a great show. And make sure you keep coming back because we got all types of amazing interviews and topics that are going to make you go crazy. Uh-huh, that's right. That means like, subscribe, do everything you need to do to make sure you stay up to date with what we got going on. And ladies, stay tuned in because you know I have your back. And listen, make sure that you're commenting below because even though I say I don't read it on the show, that's all I do when it's over. Peace.